You know there is a Hebrew slang, it's called Lavita in Yan, which means like they literally translate, if I, if I will translate a word by word, it will be to brought or to bring the subject. That's right, actually. But if I want to translate, the meaning is like bring it on. Or just bring it. So let's bring the subject. Hi, I'm Amy Sapan. And I'm Dor Komet. And this is October 7th. Emotionally raw coverage from Tel Aviv as... as what? Cut. Well, I'd like to start this episode by saying... I wrote it down. Allah Akbar. <laughs> well... I want to ask... Like, maybe it's a stupid thing to say and it's not a woke and it's not like part of the identity politic Ruth, but there's something so stupid about to see like, okay, you believe in God, but why like you need to say like Allah Akbar a thousand times and like kill a lot of people? Like, what is the connection? Like, literally, I see those Instagram photos and like, are you fucking stupid? Like, what the fuck? Is that okay to say? <laughs> no, huh? <laughs> like Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. It does okay, not just mean God is, it means God is great. Yeah, but why you need to say it like thousand times? During you taking a mother. A, ho- a garden hoe. A garden hoe and, and you fucking cut a head <laughs> of Jewish person. Actually, yeah. no, that was a Thai migrant worker. That was a that was a Thai worker from one of the firms, and also like Jewish, like Haredim say, ultra orthodox says like Baruch Hashem, which as I say like okay. blessed is the name. Okay, like like Baruch. Okay, like okay, 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 and in Fargen. Well, what's really going Not on? Not in Fargen. Oh, that you're. Um... Oh, we, I think we talked about this in one of the episodes. It's kind of like support or encourage or like cheer on, but it's like, I've actually met like Olim that say, Olim is people that uh, utilize the right of return to become citizens in the state of Israel. Um, and one Ole was, was telling me, what, what were we talking about again? The world and the Fargan. Ah, uh, the Fargan, right. So he says to Fargan, like he like, he like just repeats the Hebrew word in the middle of like English because there's no actual word for it. I don't know. Like, the, maybe now all our religious listeners will leave this podcast and never li- never listen to it again. But I actually, as a non-religious people, try to understand the, like, okay, I'm, like, really into the Brian Johnston massacre uh, music, but do I go in the street and say... Uh, what's his name? I forgot this crazy dude, the one who used a lot of drugs. Is his name Anton? Anton. Oh, he Anton came out is big, great. big ups to Anton. An- Anton is great. Everybody know Anton is No, no, I'm in here at my home. Listen, like maybe I will I will wear a shirt, but what 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 the fuck is Can you explain me religious people? Okay, but right before we get to that question, <laughs> shout out to Anton Newcomb for his, I guess it was a tweet today, 
If you think the Jews are the problem, you better pray to God that you never, ever piss me off. Understood? Question mark. Big ups to Anton. Wow. What's the deal with religious people? You know, I was thinking about that whole, like, uh, the, the Torah portion from last week, which is Lech Lecha. I don't normally read the Torah, but these are really exceptional times. So just go with me on this for a sec. This is the the part of the Torah that like the book of Genesis, the first book of the Torah, which we incidentally started reading from the beginning right after this whole thing began. But anyway, in Lech Lecha, there's, this is the whole story with Abraham and Hagar and Ishmael's born and there's Sarah and then there's Isaac and... This is like uh, the, the covenant between Avram and, and the land of Israel and then Ishmael's born. Wow, a lot to unpack there. There's lots of directions to go into with this Torah portion and connections to be na- made to now. And I, I heard one person talking about it and they were like, you know, Abram's like that first Jew in a land surrounded by pagans. And he was outnumbered. Like as Jews, we've always just been outnumbered. We're like this... Whether, you, whether we're chosen, whether we're not chosen. And think about his isolation for a second and, and don't lose faith, don't lose that light, you know, we're together. That, that was her take. I found myself today speaking about another Jew that found himself on his own within the Jewish community, Baruch Spinoza, excommunicated by other Jews, uh, fervent rationalist, amongst other things. I'm not a philosopher, so I can't really speak too much to Spinoza, but what a G. Spinoza was. I actually lined up some quotes that I wanted to share today. Um, When we make the second state, you know, not because this one's going away, this one's definitely going to stay. We're not going anywhere, but we just, you know, it would be good for us to have another state. Like, you know, there's many Christian states. Why shouldn't we have a second state, you know? Um, Anyway, so here are some of these incredible quotes by Spinoza, when we have that second state, we're going to like have statues of him. He's going to be on like the currency and stuff. Stay tuned. Um, so amongst other things, do, 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 do peace is not an absence of war. It is a virtue, a state of mind, a disposition for benevolence, confidence, justice. I love that. And I also love this other one by Spinoza. The highest activity a human being can attain is learning for understanding because to understand is to be free. And John Lennon and Yoko Ono, didn't they say, don't hate what you don't understand? So I don't, maybe it sounds like, it sounds like you're having a little bit of a problem with religion. I can't really explain away religion. And it's really sad that so many people have killed each other in the name of religion for millennia. The Crusades, that was bloody as fuck. This shit's crazy. Like even before Herzl was like, you know, living in Europe and like wearing his top hat and like writing, you know, these Zionist texts, there were other, you know, um, ideas and plans formulated by Jews that were like, okay, we want to land. But guess what? We were also here before. And like 2000 years ago, we were expelled. And that shit was bloody as fuck. Things have been really, really bloody over time with religion I, 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 I wish that all of the, um, to quote the New York times op-ed that went up today, the conversations about Gaza, we should be having, you know, all the conversations in the world, it's not going to solve it. It's not going to like make humanity like 
not kill each other, which isn't to excuse it. And I'm not like saying that it's justified. It's totally like fucked up (laughs) that people keep killing each other, supposedly in the name of religion. Like, I don't know if I can explain that. I can't explain anti-Semitism. I don't know why people fucking hate us that much. Like, I don't, I, I was thinking about it earlier. These people that are like, ooh, we haven't seen enough evidence of the beheaded babies. And then they see the pictures and they're like, but that's staged. And I was like, what kind of a sick fuck would even think to stage something like that? Like, I that wasn't even on my mind for a second. You know what I mean? Like, who is thinking that someone else would even make this shit? Like, what the fuck? So I, I can't explain it because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's irrational. And then the rest of the world is saying, okay, this is a war on reason. And that's what they mean by this. None of this shit is fucking rational. Mob violence is irrational. It's scary. That's why we built a thing called rule of law (laughs) and society and civilization and all sorts of the shit that like people are ranting and about using telephones that are using based on technology and hundreds of years of scientific research and satellites in the air and all sorts of crazy shit that people have made. And that's it. So I, I don't know. 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 Tell the audience what I'm doing right now. He's making a wave sign. Oh, he's making a cross sign. He's making a cross sign. That's what the, 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 the people doing in the soccer field like that. But I think, honestly, I feel like he's trying to do a cross sign, you know, like where you start with your head and then you go to your chest. I'm not sure if you're doing it right, though, because I don't. Are you supposed to start like top to the bottom and then right to left or is it left to right? Okay. Okay, you can read uh, read from your notebook. I don't know if we have enough time for me to read from my notebook. I woke up at 5 a.m. We changed the clocks this week. And I just, I've been writing for most of the day. It's five o'clock now, five 5.30 almost in the afternoon, Monday. <sighs> Earlier today, I wanted to talk about Gabor Mate, but I don't want to talk about him now. Who is he? He's um, a trauma researcher and specialist, and um, some of his work relates to addiction and addiction treatment, and he's a Holocaust survivor, and he's Canadian-Hungarian, and he's super Roger Waters, E, pro-BDS, you know, keeps saying this is an apartheid state. He, he prefaces all of his opinions about this place by saying, as a Jewish person, as a Holocaust survivor, but that's not the first time he's used those things to like, you know, make statements. He, he's used them throughout his career as a trauma researcher. It gives him a, a sense of authority and people imbue him with authority because he makes those statements. And then he uses that position of authority ostensibly to say, well, I know trauma. And I think blah, 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 blah. And then people say, ooh, there's that Jewish guy and he's a Holocaust survivor and he knows. So that was really running through my mind all day. And then I, hmm, there were so many things to think unpack there. It was also the sheer, I mean, just the sheer un, uh, factual inaccuracies that that his statements are laden with. But beyond that, I, I had a quick conversation with a friend and she gave me some powerful insight. She said, you know, 
fuck these people. Like, fuck, like, honestly, fuck them. That was a pretty big boom without an air raid siren. That was pretty, should we go to the shelter? Wow. That was big. Maybe it's a sign from God. What did you talk about? I was talking about how Gaber Mate and like his comments on this place and authority. And then my friend said, you know, fuck them. Like people can say whatever they want when there's true pluralism on the other side, like Jews and Israelis in Israel around the world are not in agreement on anything. And they're not in agreement on bagels and they're not in agreement on this war. And they're not in agreement about the government and we're just not in agreement. And then other people abroad are like, Ooh, look at that Jew. He said this, that he must be right. And I'm like, at first it was like, Oh my God, the audacity of even doing that like stand in thing where you're just like, well, I'm a Jew and this is what I say. And I have authority, but it's like, Oh my God, fuck yeah, we have diversity of opinion. That's amazing. We feel free to speak our mind and ask questions. We're the people of the book. We ask questions. We argue. We argue with God. Israel means he argued with God or something. We struggled with God. So we we struggle. We struggle out loud. We don't agree about stuff. You know, like I'm not cool with people speaking in all of our name, but I'm really cool with them having different fucking opinions with me than me. But, you know, and then I saw this chick on the, on some like British news network with Piers Morgan. And she was like the head of one of these, like, I don't know, other groups. And he was asking her about like to condemn October 7th and she kept hedging and all this stuff. And then she opens by saying like, as a Palestinian, I speak on behalf of all Palestinians. And I was like, that's the fucking problem. That's the fucking problem. Who told you that you could speak on behalf of, I'd be outraged if I was Palestinian. If someone, anytime someone just gets up there and says, as this speaking on behalf of all this, if you're, if you're watching that, you should like be just, you know, scratching your eyebrow for a second and being like, who said, who, who gave her that authority? Well, how does she, who, who nominated that? That, and that? And if that's the kind of society that you want to live in or the kind of community you want to live in, then you're basically endorsing tyranny and totalitarianism. And it's the opposite of freedom. Free speech is great, but it requires counter speech to be super effective. And what's, what's troubling about what's going on on campuses is it's not just free speech, it's intimidation, it's harassment, it's bullying, it's pulling at flags, it's hitting Jewish students with flags and screaming at them and calling for them to be gassed. That's not free speech. That's intimidation. Those are bullying tactics. You remember bullies at school, Dor? You remember the kids that would hijack the classroom? Like this poor teacher is just standing there. She wants to teach something. And then these kids are like throwing spitballs or like making noise or interrupting her all the time. And other kids just want to fucking learn. They want to sit in class and they want to learn. And it's like the bullies have hijacked the discourse. And now we have work to do. We have things that need to be done. And instead of that, we have to deal with these fucking bullies. But I will say that I don't want to talk about Gabor because this is episode 18. And about two hours before I was supposed to come here, we got devastating news that Shani Luke, one of those who were kidnapped, raped, tortured, beyond, it's been confirmed that she is no longer with us. And I don't want to talk about Gabor. I, we've talked about Shani before, I think in episode seven, and this won't be the last you hear from me, at least about Shani. And so it's all really raw, but 
This is episode 18. And 18 is chai. 18 is life. And Shani, I don't know if you can hear this, but so many of your sisters are thinking of you around the world and sending their hopes up to you that you may rest in peace and love and light. And we're sending so much love to Shani's loved ones and her family and her friends and to the families and loved ones of all the other people that remain kidnapped right now in Gaza, more than 200 people. I think about revenge, not because I want revenge, but because a lot of people have been talking about this bloodthirst that the Jews supposedly have, or the Zionists have, the Israelis have. We're containing an ongoing security threat. I believe that we're acting in self-defense. I'm not a war expert, so I'm not going to even speak to any of that stuff. I'm not a geopolitical expert either. I've been thinking a lot about The Merchant of Venice by Shakespeare and Shylock and that soliloquy that everyone knows about, you know, half a Jew, uh, no, I, I want to pull it up almost and I want to read it and, and can I? To bait fish withal, if it will feed nothing else, it will feed my revenge. He hath disgraced me and hindered me half a million, laughed at my losses, mocked at my gains, scorned my nation, thwarted my bargains, cooled my friends, heeded mine enemies. And what's his reason? I am a Jew. Hath not a Jew eyes? Hath not a Jew hands? Organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapons, subject to the same diseases, healed by the same means, warmed and cooled by the same winter and summer, as a Christian is. If you prick us, do we not bleed? If you tickle us, do we not laugh? If you poison us, do we not die? And if you wrong us, shall we not revenge? If we are like you and the rest, we, were, we will resemble you in that. If a Jew wrong a Christian, what is his humility? Revenge. If a Christian wrong a Jew, what should his sufferance be by Christian example? Why, revenge. The villainy you teach me, I will execute. And it shall go hard, but I will better the instruction. And... It's not just that we have hands and passions. To me, it's been much debated by scholars whether it's an anti-Semitic text or whether it's pro-Semitic. And I've been giving it a lot of thought these past few weeks. And I think it's, I think Shakespeare is actually a lot more pro-Semitic than people realize here. Shylock isn't out for revenge. Shylock is saying in a world filled with revenge, where everybody is vengeful, where everybody is free to be as human as they can be and as they will be, why should the Jew be treated any differently? And then I'll add that ultimately, if I remember correctly, Shylock doesn't exact the revenge that he had threatened, that you know people lashed out at him for, which led to him giving the soliloquy. He doesn't exact revenge. He doesn't cut flesh from the guy that wronged him. Just because we can doesn't mean that we are. And 
This morning I went to my, I, I have yoga once a week with Cher Michelle here in the neighborhood. Incredible. Um, for we're doing shout out to shout out. Yes. We're doing shout out to absolutely yoga instructor. Yes. Now? I have endometriosis and she does, she wow. specializes. Okay. In, so can I do another shout out absolutely. for like, just like random people in the neighborhood? <laughs> absolutely. Shout she- out to my friend, Matan. <laughs> Man, I love you. There is no, there is no way that he will listen to that, but yeah. So we were healing this can morning. Can I have more? <laughs> you, can, you can add as many as you want. This is a big up of love. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry that I'm laughing about your area. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a bigger point here. We, we, we do this. We have endometriosis. And it's been life-changing, the healing, right? I've mentioned that a few times. And this morning, it was this... She played these meditation bowls on me. And it was like I entered this another level where I was just saturated with light and the light would like, like vinyl, have you like a vinyl record, you know, it's like black. And then if the light shines on it, it has these like striations coming out and there's a glow. And I felt that inside and I felt the light kind of disappear and go back to dark. And then it was light again. And it was the, this kind of keystone moment and realizing that like the dark, the dark comes back and then the light, you, you regenerate. Like it takes a muscle to fall in love, like opting for that virtuous, like regenerative sort of healing. That's the flex. And it's just, just me or this is not the right podcast you are interviewing. <laughs> but I'll say about the revenge thing. I had this, this moment where it was like, look at how much we've done since surviving some of the worst genocides, mass atrocity crimes that happened in the 20th century, the expulsion of Jews from Arab lands, the Holocaust, all sorts of stuff. And we keep going. We're healing. Even in the midst of war, we're healing each other and we're healing ourselves. And we as a people have gone through some crazy shit. I can't speak to other religions, but, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm like becoming religious now, Dor, but. Alawakma. I, I just, but Allah we heal, we heal, the biggest. we heal ourselves. We heal together. We heal each other yesterday, today, tomorrow. And that, that is a people that I'm proud to be part of. I keep watch the story by Angie. The beautiful girl from Cambodia. USA. Cambodia. By way of Cambodia. And, <laughs> uh, and today she uploaded this uh, really long video of someone which look really um, convincible. Just like this white dude. I guess he's like 30 years old. He has glasses. Convincing? Convincing. Convincible? Convincible, just I, I was going along with it for a second, but then I was like, it's convincing and invincible, which is a great oh. new word that you created, man. Oh, so this this gentleman was convincible. And he spoke about like the relationship between USA and Israel, and he gave like this speech about how much like 
every war, everything that happened here is like just a game in a bigger picture of USA chess game. And I said, oh, wow, okay, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I dig you, man. But And first thought was like, oh, this is such a waste to do, like to go to the military. People tell you, your parents, you need to guard your, what you said in the last scene, you need to guard your people, you need to guard your home. Like, do you want that we have dinner Shabbat? You need to go to the border with weapons and stuff. But if on the end of the on the end of it is just an, a bigger game of some government, the story is very sad. Second thought: Let's bring those motherfucker, this gentleman, to the podcast, and you know, let's bring some let's bring some juice. Let's bring someone to, to argue with you. You know, you're going to like put me in celebrity death match, the MTV two show, like from back in the day with the claymation and the celebrities I, I, in the wrestling I ring. I didn't watch, but it sounds lovely. It's very nineties or was it two thousands? Ah, like you want like a contra. Yeah. To bro those people. Like I thought like, should I send those, this girl, the podcast, like send her like episode, last episode and say, Hey darling. <laughs> this is a link for you I thought about you um, maybe you want to lead Gael it's a question what yesterday we talked about it we were like okay so they cancelled us so what and then what happened last night there was that crazy shit that happened at the airport in, in Russia crazy tell me I, I didn't watch you missed the Russia airport story tell me no way Dor that we need to do the re no recap so I don't know what's happened True, 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 Okay, true, so true. now you do the recap. Today's October 30th, Monday. We started recording around 5 p.m. Ground invasion. Russia, Russia. No, no, go to Russia. the juice. Okay. Go to the juice. Okay, okay. So yesterday at night, a mob. I don't even know. Like It looked like hundreds of people in the videos. Fucking terrifying. Of like Jew haters out for Jew blood. Like mob the shit out of this airport in Dagestan and Russia. Just like, it looked like something out of, I mean, this is all straight up out of like every horror movie together, piece it together and like some, and then Black Mirror. And then I don't even, cause I've never seen content like this before, but they all came cause they heard there was a flight coming in from Tel Aviv supposedly. And they wanted to like go find the fucking Jews and kill them. And there's a video of them breaking through security, going to the tarmac, jumping on the fucking plane, looking for Jews even. Like, I mean, this part didn't make sense. They were even looking for Jews in like the, the fan on the wing. It's very sad that all of this country, like in, for example, <laughs> Yemen, that throw, try to throw <laughs> missile on us and... On, on, oops, it's like, it's, oh, oh, the, oh, it's fell on Sinai in Egypt. Oh, sorry. All this country, like Russia, Yemen, they know like there is a lot of Russian here. For example, my neighbor downstairs who almost killed me. They, they don't like Jewish Russians and stuff, but. But they, the Yemen know that there's a lot of Yemen people here. But like they, they kicked they out their Jews. They don't, they don't, I mean, there's no. Jews in Yemen anymore. There's like, there used to be 
there used to be millions of Jews in the Middle East. They're all gone. They're, they don't live there anymore. You know, I think what, 57% of the Jews that live in Israel are Mizrahi Jews. They've all literally can't go back to where their grandparents are from. Like, that's it. There's no like Jews in Iraq. There's no Jews in Yemen. Like there's no, like, I don't know what people think is going on there, but they're not there. Why aren't they there? They were there for a long time. Where are they now? Hmm. Good question, everyone. I tell, I tell you, where are they? Where are they? In South of Tel Aviv. <laughs> Not only. I mean, they're, it's just, this is such a diverse place. Like today I went to the dentist. Wait, wait. We want to go to get into this because we are 30 minutes inside the episode. Oh. Maybe to be like, today I go to the dentist to be continued. Someone recommended a horror film to me the other day, and I was like, I will not be watching that anytime soon at all. I want to say I'm now in a season two of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow. Can you tell us some of the things you... Larry David is my guru. <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> it's like it's like George Costanza on acid. George Costanza wishes he could be like even just a on little acid. fraction. Like the, the situation <laughs> from Seinfeld, like the, the cringe, awkward situation, take it, put acid inside his mouth. This is what's happened. Boom. What have you loved like the most? Like which episodes are like what? Has there, what's been like your best? I, re <laughs> I really love those. There's a scene that he's... <laughs> whistling he whistled a classical uh song to his wife and then someone asked him excuse me are you a jew and he's like <laughs> <laughs> what did I remember this? and then and then he's like explain him that he whistled a wagner song which was really anti-semic a raging anti-semite like you're not allowed to play anything by wagner on israeli radio it's like a rule Like you, you can't oh, play seriously? Yeah, you cannot play Wagner here. But Herzl wrote like part of his pamphlets while he was like listening to Wagner on like full volume at home. So it's just, seriously? yeah, great biography by Amos Elon. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Did you guys have a uh, blockbuster here? Yes. Did it say on the video cassette, on the VHS cassettes, be kind, rewind? No. Do you know what that is? That was like, it was like the sticker or it was on the boxes. And they were like, be, be courteous to the, to the people coming after you to the video cassette. Rewind. Like you get to the end of the movie, rewind. The other person can just play, press ah, play. Cool. So it was be kind, rewind. And I was just thinking about that today. You know, like it wasn't that long ago. We lived in a time where people were like, hey man, do the right thing. Be kind, rewind. Then we went through politically correct, like, You can't say whatever you want, you know, like some things you just can't say. And then within the last month, we found out that actually you can say whatever the fuck you want, like really vicious shit. And now in Israel, we have new rules. Can we talk about the new rules? To be continued. Yeah. <laughs> 
played so beautifully. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it with my singing. <laughs> I'll raise and rewind. Cause I've been changing my mind. Erase and rewind. Cause I've been changing my mind. Erase and rewind. Cause I've been changing my mind. Crazy. Thank you, Shema Productions, Jonathan Gall, Maya Schlesinger, Nanta Newcomb, shout out to you too. Thanks to Dork Comet, I'm Amy Sapan. Thanks for listening, stay safe and stay tuned and stay loved. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you and stay tuned. Amen. Amen. And our women. Amen and our women. <laughs>